And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis, and welcome especially to our Thursday show. I love our Thursday shows. Every week we have a wonderful guest join us. We have the entire show dedicated to talking to that person on a variety of issues. And we have an in-studio audience, which is always fun. Uh, they are um, offered the opportunity toward the end of the show to ask questions of our guest. Uh, and so it's just a, a really great opportunity. For those of you who are members of America Can We Talk, if you're interested in coming to the in-studio audience, we're here in North Texas in the Dallas area. You can always email me at americacanwetalk at gmail.com and put in the top line, I'd like to come to the show or Thursday show or something like that. And we will get back to let you know when we can arrange that. Love to have you do that. So today, uh, I am going to spend a moment uh, before the end of the show talking about our upcoming summit. It is now three weeks and two days away or something like that. It is on Saturday, October 15th. And our summit is just going to be another gangbuster, wonderful uh, summit. It's our third annual Women for Freedom Summit. Great, great, great speakers that day talking about all sorts of issues facing America and including our guest today who will be speaking that day, Christy Hutcherson. I'd like to introduce Christy Hutcherson by saying I met her at numerous events. I was trying to remember which the first time, but I don't remember what it was. But Christy Hutcherson founded Women Fighting for America, WFFA. She is one brave person. She is an advocate about border security, but not just border security. She has spent a lot of time at the southern border and really tries to record for people so you can see not just what the media claims or maybe Kamala Harris claims the southern border is secure. She actually said that in the last week. The vice president of the United States said the border is secure. And Chrissy Hutcherson and her organization, Women Fighting for America, goes down to the border and films and describes what's happening and tries to rally support for the idea that the America's southern border simply must be secured. So I want to welcome to the show, Christy Hutcherson. I believe, there she is. Hi, Christy. Well, do we have sound? We're going to get sound. Okay, we're going to get sound in a moment. Uh, in the meantime, I'll tell you that, Christy, there's a video which uh, we're going to play for you in a moment. It gets a little tiny bit scary about the southern border. I want to let, talk to her for a moment first, uh, and then... Hi, Christy. Can you hear me? There you are. Yes, I certainly can. Hello. Nice to see you. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, great to see you. And um, I know you're uh, always working at the border, made many, many trips down there. Before we launch off on describing what you have uncovered at the border, very quickly tell our audience about your background. Before you got involved in Women Fighting for America, you were involved politically in a variety of ways. And just if you'd share that, please. Yeah, absolutely. So we worked in Washington, D.C. for a little over 18 years, private sector consultancy with the DOD, which is the Department of Defense, um, and other entities within Washington, D.C. I also worked on Trump's 2016 campaign and many other campaigns in the Duval County area. Okay, so you're, you're based in Florida, is this correct? That is correct. Okay, but the, world, the uh, organization you formed, Women Fighting for America, by the way, I tell our listeners, the uh, website for it is WFFA.win, as in W-I-N. WFFA.win is the website for Women Fighting for America. And I actually spent some time on your website today. I mean, I've gone there and grabbed videos before, but I spent some time looking at all that you're trying to do. And I really want to commend you for uh, laying out for people, we'll turn to it a little bit later, laying out for people who are very concerned, 
What are things you can do? Because I'll tell you, in all my public speaking, in response to this show, it's the main question you get afterwards is, tell me something I can do. I want to help. I love that you spelled out what you want to do. I think that's just great. Um, but to get started, so when did you form this group organization? So I think we're coming up on three years. So that's okay. So you're just, you are really a, a go-getter. And I'll tell you, many people see videos about the border, they hear the stories, they hear statistics, they, and they sit at dinner table, and many people who are care deeply, and they wring their hands and discuss it with their family, but they have the same feeling, what do we do about it? We decide to jump in and do something about it. So starting with what you do with the border, what is your, I'm gonna play your video in just a moment, but what is your mission on the southern border? What have you done down there? What's your mission? Ooh, that's a big open-ended question right yes, there. Yes, it is. So what haven't I done on the borders? You know, our, our main focus and mission on the borders is quite frankly to secure a sovereign nation. Without borders, you don't have a sovereign nation in a country. So that's that's first and foremost. Uh, you know, my second heart uh, for the border is from a humanitarian perspective. The atrocities that are taking place every single uh, minute, quite frankly, down at the border should uh, really boil every uh, freedom loving and, and just every American's heart that goes out to every individual who's being raped and murdered, et cetera, at the borders from the humanitarian perspective. And the third thing that is very key and critical of what's going on at the border and what we're doing is we're showing how this administration is working hand in hand, and we believe with the enemies um, of the United States of America to destabilize our nation and our country and bringing in terrorists um, from all over the Muslim world and also from China and Russia as well. So we're exposing these things. You know, I like that you make that point. And um, I make this point on my show quite often. I think it's really important to understand the many things happening under the Biden administration that aren't going well, border enforcement, uh, COVID policy, the withdrawal from Afghanistan. You can run through many issues and it's tempting for people to say, well, this is just a policy failure. This is just an unintended consequence. I'm sure he means well, but somehow his policies aren't working. And it's vital to connect the dots and help people get on board recognizing this is what is occurring at the border, especially your topic. It is intentional. We are not unable to enforce the border. They are unwilling to enforce the border. That is absolutely correct. If you think for one minute, somebody who's been in public office for over 30 years has no idea what they're doing and how politics or policies and agendas function and work, uh, you're sadly mistaken and you don't understand uh, basic civics. This administration, not just Biden, but it's, it's a huge administration. And including the, it reaches to the branches of our federal government within the House of Representatives and the, and the Senate as well. They know exactly what they're doing. This is a well thought out plan that's been in the works, quite frankly, we believe for a very long time. They are working literally with uh, the United Nations, the Chinese Communist Party, Russia, and the cartels to facilitate this open border policy to bring in uh, the, the destruction of, of America via through illegal immigration. And we can go in later about how that's gonna impact every, uh, every American in your communities, no matter where you live in the country. 
It, it also is bringing in uh, the carfentanil and fentanyl at unprecedented amounts, and I'm going to discuss and talk about how the uh, how they're utilizing that drug that's going to be in the hands of terrorists to have a uh, use utilized as a bioweapon against the American people, and I'm going to talk about that as well. So this is a purposeful thought out plan that has been in the works for a very long time, and it should tick off every freedom-loving American. I don't care what political affiliation you're involved with. I show, and I, I truly, to the bottom of my heart, believe it, the current administration in Washington, not just Biden personally, although to the extent he is in charge of anything, he is, he is complicit in everything that's happening, but mm -hmm. the entire administration is not acting in the best interest or on behalf of the American people. It is, it is we have a government people holding power in Washington who are intentionally acting against the interests of the American people. I think that is a huge pill for many people to swallow. They just, they, they want to think, well, it's just Democrat versus Republican, and maybe it's a little bit more Marxist than it used to be, but they are consciously in policy after policy after policy, affirmatively working against the interests of the American people. On the border in particular, I was going to tell you, I remembered when Trump was president and we started to see these caravans coming up from uh, mm -hmm. Central uh, America and through Mexico, that there were stories about international socialist organizations on the ground, starting down even South America, Central America, who were on the ground feeding, housing, clothing these groups, encouraging them. And you started to get an inkling, and I, I didn't, prior to the Trump administration, appreciate that how much international organization there was around the invasion of the southern border. But it's part of the whole thing you're describing, the whole um, horrible episode we're living, which is that socialist organizations whose primary goal is to bring down America as a unique sovereign nation rooted in liberty and free markets and freedom, they see what they're doing as a political invasion of America. Does that go too far for you? <laughs> Not at all. It's 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 just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, this government that's um, in place right now in America is a socialist uh, government. Socialism, by the way, is a pretty little package of, of communism. That's all it really truly is. It ushers in communism. Uh, you know, when you look at the mentors of these politicians uh, that serving supposedly supposed to be serving, you know, America first, the Constitution and the people, uh, their heroes and stuff are communist and Marxist and fascist. And we have the Chinese Communist Party who has been embedded into Central and South America for decades. They control the infrastructure and the highway systems as well as the agricultural land. They're working hand in hand with the cartels, giving them the synthetics we need to, to uh, develop carfentanil and fentanyl, which of course now is being brought over in unprecedented amounts via the Southern open borders. You've got uh, Russia, who is working with the president of Nicaragua and the Nicaraguan government, who just signed an extension deal to bring in more military-grade equipment and, and Russian troops into up through Nicaragua. I could go on and on. We just... Um, Part of my team just got back from doing an operation in Mexico. We are getting some footage and film that we're getting ready to put together in a documentary style form to blow what out of the water what's really going on from all of these different foreign governments working hand in hand, we believe, with our government 
in a very nefarious way to bring down our our country. Because at the end of the day, Deba, as you know, whether people want to believe it or not, there is an agenda. There's a world agenda to bring down borders throughout countries, which means a world, um, world one world government. The World Economic Forum is leading the charge. They've put out the infomercials. Uh, they, they're telling you what they're going to be doing. Biden's administration is telling you what they're going to be doing. It's going to be a liberal world order and you're going to like it. So if you think for one minute that the open borders is just about bringing in these women and children and young men for a better way of life, that is maybe less than 10% of what you're actually seeing. The 90% that's coming in and influxing is literally going to be the destruction of our country because we're allowing it to take place. Uh, because we're allowing it to take place, and in fact, more than allowing, we're enabling it. You know, we're not, we have, we're pulling back from the uh, protection of the border, pulling back our troops, allowing people when they do cross in to ship them around the country and, and then say, oh, by the way, please show up for an asylum hearing, which of course they never do. Um, before we get too far into it, I want to have um, our uh, Emilio, who's asking him, does he have our video ready? Yes, he does. Is he saying yes here? Yes. Okay. So I have Amelia play this video. This is uh, from your website, and I do think it is a, it's rattling and it's um, troubling. But people need to understand this is the actual situation at America's southern border, and, and we'll play that, and then we'll carry right on. If you have that ready, Emilio. This rope is used to tie up children and women to these trees, tying their hands together so they can't struggle and fight and claw back. And they take turns. And they take turns. They this take is turns. gang raping, guys. This isn't, oh, yes, you're typical. This is violent, violent gang rape. The condoms and the lube were right next to the kid's shirt and the socks, the kid's socks sick all this stuff just left another thing that's really just heartbreaking is what they're called rape trees and you'll find those and basically the coyotes will rape the women and then they take their bras and their panties and then they throw them up on the tree branches for others to see it's kind of like a trophy thing if the woman did fight back they pick up a rock and they've bashed their skulls in and then we find the bones later on in the desert because the coyotes and stuff probably drag off drag them off The story is that the cartels have operational control of our border from the Gulf of Mexico to Big Ben. And the Democratic Party and the current leaders in the White House refuse to do their duty to secure the border of the United States, leaving Texas exposed, in danger, our children facing the horrors of an opioid epidemic, fentanyl up 800% in Texas. Fentanyl seizures yeah. at the El Paso sector surged 4,000% over the past three years. The Biden-Harris administration has an open door policy. The reality is that people are being let in and crossing the border every single day. Wake up. This affects you. The humanitarian thing to do 
is to shut our borders down now. Yes. The, the previous policies were working. They weren't perfect, but they were working. And we have the statistics to prove so. It's not about who's in this office, about the policies. Because I'm not political. This isn't a political issue. This is a human issue. The cartels are making about $14 million a day. They don't want their business to be stopped. And this administration is actually assisting the kidnapping and smuggling of these migrant children in the United States, undocumented. Seeing these kids come across the border, their eyes not dilating, they're drugged, they're not coherent. And then just handing them over to some next of kin, cousin, whatever else, anybody can fake this paperwork. The Border Patrol is just kind of doing what they can, but they're overwhelmed, including the Sheriff's Department. We're witnessing this every day down here on the ground. Wake up, America, because this is coming down your hallways. This is an evil that you've never seen before. The terrorist organizations that are looking to do harm to America are exploiting those that we've caught. Iranians, Russians, Chinese, Iraqis, Yemenis, you name it, we've caught them here in this border, right here. And we're just seeing such an influx between body loads, narcotics loads, and stuff like that. The cartels control everything, right? But the coyotes come bringing these people up, leave women, children, old people, you name it, to die as they're coming across, across the border. If they can't keep up, they're told, hey, just wait here, we'll send help for you. Help never come. This highly sophisticated drone belongs to private company Strategic Response Partners, who has been working under the direction of Women Fighting for America founder Christy Hutcherson. Hutcherson's team relayed coordinates to the Border Patrol agents who quickly closed in on the group, ultimately apprehending all of them. This is about more than illegal immigration. He's throwing bags. He's yeah, throwing yeah. Bags. Throwing bags yeah, yeah. Drug trafficking has gone up over 450-something percent. That's a lot of drugs coming and flooding into our streets. Christy Hutcherson with Women Fighting for America. I'm on the front lines and in the trenches every day to bring you guys the truth and the information that you need to help save America. As you can tell from some of the footage that I've shown here today, but what I'm here to talk about is it's time for us to unite, for we the people to get in this fight to save the heart and soul of our nation. We have a border crisis. We have a national security crisis on our hands. And the answer lies within each and every one of us. Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to stand and come join us in the fight to save our nation? I'm a military mom and I'm a small business owner and I'm a patriot who saw the evils that are taking place. And I got up and I did something about it. Each and every one of us has that spark inside of us. The answers with we the people, nobody else but us. Our founding fathers knew it best. They said it's a government for the people, by the people. So my fellow patriots, will you stand? Will you answer the call right now? We are in a pivotal moment of history. Rise up, join us, take back America. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. I'm just going to tell you that is so powerful, Christy Hutcherson, that is so powerful. And so um, I think we, I know it's a little bit long for an interview, uh, only an hour, but I wanted to play the whole thing because I couldn't decide what to cut out. And I think that, um, you know, for people to watch that and they think, okay, maybe I'm being misled by the media because they keep saying everything's pretty much okay. So you are unique in your ability and willingness and determination to show up down there and video and, and orchestrate 
uh, and, and provide assistance. So I love that you put together on your website a list of things the average person can do. And I'm not going to read the whole long thing, but tell, tell some people listening, so what can you do? You hear about this crisis, you hear about you got, what your organization is doing. So what can the average person do? You know, the one number one thing I think um, in your you're talking about the take action plan, my 14 point plan to save America's future, that every single American actually should be engaged in daily to take back this country. Uh, the, for me right now, it, it's, it's going to be uh, partnering with your local elected sheriffs. And the elected sheriffs, Deb, are the number one law enforcement. They are the highest level of law enforcement in the country, period. They supersede even our federal uh, law enforcement. And most people don't understand that. Uh, and the sheriffs took an oath to defend and protect the Constitution first and foremost. And by the way, I am going to point out every single uh, office, law enforcement office, whether it's Border Patrol to the military to the DOJ, to the FBI, the CIA. They took an oath, first and foremost, to defend and protect the Constitution against foreign and domestic. <coughs> Excuse me. And not to an individual. If that individual, including the President of the United States, is not upholding the laws of our land, they are not to take an unconstitutional order. They are actually to do the opposite of an unconstitutional order. So getting together with the sheriffs in your community, finding out who they are, finding out who their deputies are, trying to have um, town hall meetings with them, private meetings, even if it's once a month, getting to know them, letting them know that you have their back and you need to ask them to have your back. That's number one. Um, another one that's on that list is truly understanding how to properly vet candidates. Uh, you know, there, there's a proper way and there's a wrong way, right? There's a right way and a wrong way to vet a candidate. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, getting involved in your local uh, communities, whether it's the school board, all of these things are very, very important. And we give you actually the steps of how to engage and how to do that. So you talk about getting those sheriffs. I mean, I always think, well, the sheriffs who um, whose uh, area is along the border, they're really important. But what about a sheriff up here in Dallas? What what difference can they make in this? Oh, every every bit of difference. I don't care if you're up in Indiana, even or wherever your state that where you call home. Your elected sheriffs are the ones who are going to defend and protect first and foremost the Constitution of the United States, including the Constitution of your state as well. So, for an example, when these unconstitutional mandates came down, because a mandate is not a law, uh, the sheriff, if we had sheriffs around this country who understand the oath that they took and they knew that they had the support of the people of their community, you could literally say, we're not going to uh, follow and comply anymore with these unconstitutional and lawful orders because the sheriff is going to have your back. He's not going to enforce those unconstitutional laws. So that's why no matter where you live, knowing who your sheriff is and making doggone, doggone well sure that you have a constitutionally sound sheriff who is elected, not pointed, elected, is very critical and very key. I believe it's going to be the one um, the one office who is going to stand in the way to help fight and secure our sovereignty for this country. Yeah, the subject of sheriffs has become, I don't think for most of my life I paid much attention to the difference between a police officer and a constable and a sheriff and state trooper. I mean, they're all just, I didn't even, wasn't clear on who employed them, but there has, there is uh, the emergence of sheriffs in this country. Uh, I've forgotten what the acronym stands for. I think it's CSPOA, but it's a constitutional sheriff's something. I mean, I spoke at their, their summit, actually, but it was a, you know, it was a group trying to say the sheriffs are unique in law enforcement. 
And when you, they are committed to the Constitution and to get them behind you. And so my question a moment ago about what if you don't live along the border, does it matter? To have a sheriff understand in Dallas, or as you say, in Indiana, wherever you are, understand that we love that you're dedicated to the Constitution. You know, we're backing you, we're right with you, because there is pressure on everyone to go along with what the government's doing, go along with lawlessness, and to have them feel like, well, the, the constituents have your back, they, they believe in you, and they want you to stand up. Because I know, for one example right now, we have um, the people who are being picked up who are illegal aliens, they cross into America, and they're being shipped around, uh, you know, the Biden team was shipping around the country for no reason at all, or in the dead of night, dropping them off mm -hmm. places. And now we have this more formal protest going on uh, with Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis rounding up, or, I mean, getting their permission, but dropping them off different places. Um, the sheriffs have been questioned about this, and, uh, and, and there have been sheriffs kind of standing up, saying, I don't see anything wrong with this. It's kind of been a good thing. I quickly interrupt myself. For those listening on radio, you're going to go off to a three-minute break at the bottom of the hour. Do not go away. We're going to keep right on talking. This is Debbie Georgiatis, America Can We Talk. If you miss any portion of our interview, you can go to our website, americacanwetalk.org. The whole interview will be up within a day. You can listen to what you miss, but do come back if you're on radio. And thank you for listening on Brady and Radio. Okay, so Christy, uh, I want to ask you, as an aside, I have a bunch of questions I want to get to, but what is your impression of this whole Governor Abbott, Governor DeSantis moving immigrants up to um, the latest one was Martha's Vineyard, which everyone smiles about. But what is your is that an effective tactic? No, it's not. Um, I, I, I am going to talk to this because this is really important for it, it looks great, right? It's political theater. It looks fantastic. The one positive that came out of that is it shows the hypocrisy of the left, right? It shows that um, they're okay uh, with their uh, plans to push uh, illegals all over the country into the red states or putting pressure on local communities in Texas, Arizona, and along the southern border. But when, when it goes into the elite's backyard with the mansions, right, where they're drinking champagne and eating lobster rolls, that that's not okay. Even though it's supposedly a sanctuary city, that shows you the hypocrisy of, of the left. Uh, however, you know, at the end of the day, it's all political grandstanding and illegals, whether Biden did it or whether Abbott did it or whether DeSantis is doing it. Anytime an illegal alien crosses the southern borders or the northern borders and pays a price to come through, uh, that means to a cartel, to, a, to an organization like a cartel member, that is international trafficking, that is human trafficking. So every time Biden, Biden's administration was the, is the biggest human trafficker ever perpetrated in American history, by the way. So he's a human trafficker. So is, quite frankly, Abbott and DeSantis. You're trafficking humans when you put them on a plane, bus, or whatever, and, and bring them into the interior, even though, it, it, it like I said again, it, it showed the hypocrisy of the left. The answer to this illegal invasion into a sovereign nation, because that's what this is. This is an actual invasion into a sovereign country. This isn't people coming for... Um, a better way of life for the most part. This isn't a political asylum because when you have political asylum, Debbie, as you know, you can't country shop. That's not the laws. You have to go to the next country that is uh, next to your borders that would keep you safe and secure, which in this case would be Mexico. So this, the lies that they're perpetrating out there into the public arena is, is just disgusting. 
what DeSantis needs to do, what Governor Abbott needs to do, what Governor Ducey does is they need to look at their state constitution and they need to say that this is an invasion into their state because that's exactly what this is. Once that happens, and I am glad, and I'm going to give kudos to Abbott for doing one thing right, and that is making the, t the cartels a terrorist organization. And I wish President Trump would have done that because they are a terrorist organization. So when, when the governors say that this is an invasion, then they can call up the National Guard and all of law enforcement, supersede the federal government, and push these illegals back to where they came from. And that's what they need to do. Okay, you know, um, it's funny, when, the, uh, when Governor Abbott first announced this, putting him on buses or putting him on planes, I was thinking, isn't that what we're complaining that Biden is doing? I mean, you know, but I have to say, the political theater was a little bit valuable. I think for many Americans who didn't really have a picture, I mean, the, Martha's Vineyard melted down over 50 people, 5-0, and they bust them off into some military facility because they couldn't mm -hmm. handle it. So the political theater was a little bit helpful, um, but it, it obviously doesn't solve the solution, doesn't, it doesn't present a solution. I want to turn to, I, I, we're going to turn a moment to this idea of declaring an invasion because I actually have a bunch of constitutional points to make, which are really important to understand about the capacity the border governors have if they will use it, even regardless of what their state constitution says is a federal solution too. But before that, just in terms of who's coming across the border, you made allusion to it earlier, but they have within the last month, um, Islamic jihadist terrorists uh, from Pakistan. Uh, there, I mean, the list of actually dangerous people and, and the concept that the media tries to present that the left always argues is, well, these are poor, you know, mostly women and children, and they're very poor, and the countries are coming from are poor, and they're just looking for a better life, and we're a rich nation, and we should welcome them. I mean, this is lulling people to sleep because most people, if that were the truth, it still wouldn't be okay to invade the border, but you'd be less concerned about stability or, or safety in America. But just talk a little more about who's actually coming, what countries of origin, and what danger they pose to America. Well, first of all, again, the press is giving you, feeding you lies. All you have to do is go to the Border Patrol's uh, own website or DHS, ICE's website, when you start looking at the numbers and what they're actually plugging into the actual system. 80%, 80% of everybody who's coming and crossing the border are young adult males of fighting age, first and foremost. They're not women and children. They're not family units. They're not unaccompanied uh, minors. They are 80% of everybody coming across the border is young adult males of fighting age. Second, the terrorists that have come through this um, um, the border is unprecedented. I, I'm going to say, looking at what we believe statistically in the data that we're getting uh, from, and, and I'm going to talk about how we come up with these numbers because I think it's important for the audience to understand that we're just not pulling these out, you know, from nowhere. Um, you have uh, what we call getaways, right? And those you've, you've heard um, different sheriffs talk about that. You've heard. Tom Homan, get on Fox News and talk about the getaways. The terrorists who are coming into this nation are coming up through a couple points of entry. We have um, discovered they're coming through and flying in either to Cuba first and foremost or straight into Venezuela from these terrorist nations. Once they get to Venezuela or Cuba, they're then flying into Mexico City. 
Mexico City has two different distinct airports. One is the major international airport that most citizens actually use. The other airport um, was built within the last couple years, and it's an international airport that competes with the Mexican air, the, excuse me, the, the, uh, the other airport in Mexico City. These are the airports that we've been honing in and looking at who's coming in off of those planes. Then what ha is happening is they're, they're, they leave there, they get on buses or they're absorbed in different ways, and then they're, they're picked up by the cartel. And the cartel, they pay somewhere between 50 to 150,000 plus for safe passage, depending on the uh, high, high target value of that individual. Then they absorb either through the caravans or they break off to where we do a lot of uh, operations where we call no man's land. We know for a fact, I have video footage, we have photographs of what we believe are known terrorists coming in to these particular sectors undetected. That keeps me up at night, Deb, every single day. So this narrative that you're hearing on the media that they're coming for a better way of life, that is incorrect. Just recently in Arizona, there was a bunch of Russian terrorists who were also caught. Think about 3,000 miles of southern border and think about how many thousands of miles of the northern border that are terrorists are flooding into our country undetected. Yeah, and it actually goes to your point much earlier, uh, though we discussed it a little bit in depth, but once you, if you know this data and all these federal agencies know this data about who's coming here, you can't continue the public position that we're just trying to help some downtrodden mothers and babies. We're just trying to help the poor. Once you know this data, it's almost proof positive that this is an enabled invasion, that the Biden administration understands who these people are and they're okay with it. Because otherwise, if you did realize these are terrorists, drug traffickers, human traffickers, child mm -hmm. sex traffickers, and you know that's who's coming and you just keep on leaving the border insecure and failing to adequately, failing to finish the wall, failing to adequately fund, you are enabling this invasion of dangerous people into America. And it's, it's utterly indefensible. But, but I mean, they, they get away with, to a certain degree, doing it because they delude people into thinking this whole mantra of these are just poor women and children. Okay, so the danger of terrorists, Islamic terrorists, drug traffickers, fentanyl, which is you know, just those two. In fact, I was at a conference over the weekend, or yeah, this, over this past weekend, Chip Roy was speaking, Congressman Chip Roy, and he was talking about having people in his office, parents who lost a child to fentanyl. Kids who weren't even, they weren't wild drug using kids. They were, you know, some way in which they came in touch with a small amount of fentanyl and the, the, the uh, danger of the fentanyl coming into America is so, it, it is so lethal, small amount, kill their child. And they're sitting in his office sobbing saying, why can't you stop the Southern border invasion? He's trying to say, people in Congress know this. He, Chip Roy is among the most um, outspoken advocates but when you know this data and you're the federal government and you're spending billions in Ukraine and you can't figure out, you can't take the time, make the effort to enforce the southern border, it's like an admission. It is like an admission in court. I don't care about America's security. I, I, I get exercised about it, obviously. But, but I mean, you, you don't get to say there's an innocent explanation. I, I want to turn, though, to the uh, so dangerous people coming in, posing a danger to America, obvious cost, 
healthcare systems, uh, education systems, just, just everything is costly. But I want to turn to what the state governors can be doing about it. I was actually texting today with um, some people in Washington who are working on this. And in the idea is that in America, because of the US Constitution, any governor of the four border states of California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, those people, those governors have a capacity to declare an invasion. And I'm gonna get the exact section numbers so I say it correctly. In our US Constitution, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 says that if a state is the victim of an invasion, you, the governor, and the, and the federal government isn't, isn't protecting your state, which they're not, you can declare an invasion. And the difference between what you can do if you declare that invasion versus what Abbott has done so far is that once you declare that invasion, you are permitted to, when you round up people who are illegal aliens who come into America, you can return them to Mexico. And, and if you don't take that constitutional route and you try to act under the existing statutory framework, the immigration framework, you can round people up, but you can't, under, under constitutional you know, jurisprudence, you can't pick them up and plop them back in Mexico. You can give them over to Border Patrol, who probably just lets them go. And that is as far as Governor Abbott went. He didn't go the full route, and which is what uh, Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake is promising to do. She's saying, day one, moment one, when I'm governor, she's going to declare this Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, actual invasion of Arizona, getting her to the point that they can use their authority and, and remove them physically all the way back to where they came from. So I, I'm probably telling you things you already know because you're an amazing expert, but isn't that, shouldn't every, well, I mean, Newsom's not gonna do it in California, but shouldn't every other governor be doing this? Every single red state governor should be doing this immediately. They, this should have been done a long, long time ago. Debbie, I'm going to bring up um, something to your point that you that you made that's very important for, for your audience to understand, and that is the carfentanil and fentanyl. And I would absolutely love to brief. I don't, I don't know Chip. Um, if you have a way, I would love to brief him because I went and briefed Governor Ducey's office back at the beginning of March on this very thing from from uh, national uh, security, uh, uh, domestic and national security um, issue with with these terrorists and these open borders. You know, the Chinese Communist Party is feeding the cartels the synthetics to make the carfentanil and fentanyl. We know this for a fact, um, and actually Indonesia and some other Asian countries are also um, in, involved in that. But um, I want you to imagine this, um, and this is what I briefed Governor Ducey's office on, and there was probably 24, 25 sheriffs in that office. I had the governor's office, we had the attorney general, and we had uh, the appropriations committee senators and state reps in Arizona that day. <clears throat> and I had a packet of sweet and low in front of every single person in that room. And I said, I want you to open up that packet of sweet and loan. I want you to pour it in your hand. That is enough granules to kill 500 people immediately because fentanyl is absorbed through the skin. And once it's absorbed through the skin, you can die within seconds if you don't have Narcan to counteract that. Now I said, I want you to take that and I want you to think about the terrorists that this administration has allowed into our country. There's thousands of them that we believe, not hundreds, but we're looking at a lot. 
So they're now in, embedded in our communities all throughout the United States. What did they do? Death to America, that was their chance. Imagine now working with our enemies, the cartels and the Chinese Communist Party. They have all of this unprecedented amounts of fentanyl that has influx into the country. So I started looking at this. Why all of a sudden is there such an unprecedented uptick of fentanyl and carfentanil coming into the country? Why is it that the Chinese Communist Party are working with the cartels to, to help facilitate this? And then now we have terrorists coming in. Well, imagine that as a massive weapon of mass destruction. Because you see, if you take fentanyl and you disperse it in the air at a football game, at a baseball game, at a basketball game, if you put it on a playground or in a in a supermarket or in a shopping mall, you put it on a gas pump. Do you guys get the picture now? You are dead within seconds if you do not have or somebody has Narcan. Not you, but if, if one of somebody's with you does not have Narcan, you're dead. Imagine how many Americans are going to drop dead because of a terrorist attack, because we've allowed terrorists into this nation. By the way, Biden's administration knows all this. And when you start connecting the dot from a military strategy perspective of why your own government is allowing this type of um, activity to take place, knowingly, actively, allowing this activity to take place. They've got to be complicit in some type of plan to destabilize this country to the point where it, it totally collapses. So this is not incompetence, this is purposeful. And quite frankly, I wanna know where the heck our state, um, our, where, and I know that we don't own the House and the, and the Senate right now, but it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, Independent or Republican, there should be treasonous charges brought up against numerous people within this administration, just on that alone. Just on that alone, and actually you were uh, connecting some dots there. I wanna, I wanna talk a little more about that. People are watching the Biden administration and, and actually developments over the last, I don't know how many years you'd say, 40, 60, 80 years, but the growth of the communist movement in America, the growth of Marxism, the use of the concept of cultural Marxism, uh, you have the, the ideology that has just worked away at and, and managed to disintegrate the, and weaken the concept of love of America, the recognition of what America's unique and extraordinary greatness is, the idea from the ideas from the Declaration, the idea you have rights from God because you were born, and you know all created equal, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. You have the all of that structure of America, America's unique greatness. There has been an ongoing mission of the communist Marxist ideology to break that down, to disintegrate, to dissolve. The concept of loving America, seeing it as unique and great. And I'm getting around to saying that people who grew up in that ideology and they listen to college professors, they grew up under this, they don't see the dissolution and the weakening and, and the destruction of the sovereignty of America as a bad thing. I mean, and I raise that point to say, I think when you describe the danger of fentanyl, the danger of who's coming across the border, the growth and the belief of the New World Order and the World Economic Forum and all of that you know, UN uh, governance and, and one big world government. People listen to that and they think, but Americans wouldn't go for that. I don't believe US leaders would really be on board with this World Economic Forum, one world government thing. I mean, they're Americans. They're elected to be in Congress and the Senate and all sorts of uh, important policy positions and bureaucracies. They think those people love America like we all used to. 
but I'm getting at all of that ideological marinating and hating of America in a variety of ways gets them to where they actually think they're doing a good thing. I love your reaction to that because I, I, I think people say, how in the world could you believe that the Biden administration and the entire ilk of the Marxist left could actually want to destroy America? It's because they think it'd be a good idea. Go ahead. Well, I'll give you two reasons. Uh, first and foremost, power and money. There's the, there's your two reasons for anything, right? And, and if you look at and you study um, history, not just American history, but world history, you, you have, to, you know, I, one of the reasons why they've dumbed down America so much and not and not taught civics is because if you don't understand where you come from and how we got someplace, you will fall for anything. And that is very true. History tends to repeat itself. And so, you know, on my side of the family, Deb, I'm a Russian Jew on my mother's side. My family fled Stalin. My grandfather and my, my papa and my great-grandfather literally fled Stalin. They're written in Ellis Island. They left their fortunes, their, their possessions, their family behind to, to flee communism. And I was instilled those stories as a child around the dinner table. Um, and I also study history. I study, um, I also study uh, the, the enemies, right? Um, I, I've looked at um, the, Mao, the Mao movement, I, the Chinese malignment. That's a great book. It's a great read, uh, Rules for Radicals. You have to understand um, the, the teachings of, of, of the enemy. Uh, and, and so you'll understand how we got here and how the Biden administration or somebody like the Bidens would sell out their country or different congressmen would sell out their country. They truly believe that there's going to be a, a pecking order, so to speak. You're, you're going to have the have and have nots. And that's really, quite frankly, that's it. And so everyone's going to have a role to play in this new world um, world stage. And America isn't going to look the way it's supposed to look. Um, different countries, they will sell out for power, greed, and money. And it's been, history has proven that time and time again. So if you think for one minute, uh, America's values and those who are in the, in the White House or in our state capital aren't beyond selling us down the road for their own personal game, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Um, alarming and uh, can't even refute a single word you just said. I, I completely agree. And it's really, uh, it's a stark and dangerous time in America. And it's the more you realize what is happening to America, uh, the more alarmed you should be. And I want to commend you again uh, for giving people on your website. Again, uh, Christy's website is it's uh, for women fighting for America, but it's WFFA, WFFA.win. And among many things included there, um, in addition to links to the video I played, uh, are a list of things that you can do yourself, how to get involved, how to be active. We're going to turn to the portion in just a moment where our studio audience can ask questions. Uh, there's a microphone over here. And while they're all thinking if they have a question or not, I want to make a quick plug for our summit. It is now three weeks and two days away. And you can go to our website, americacanwetalk.org. Now's the time. You heard me talk about the show enough times. I thought, maybe I want to go to that. Now's the time. Go to the website, get your ticket, and get on board to come to our summit. Again, it's Saturday, October 15th here in Dallas, and we have an extraordinary lineup of speakers, including our guest today, Christy Hutcherson, who will be obviously speaking about the border issues and her organization. 
but we have uh, the newly released from prison, Dr. Simone Gold, uh, who is a, the founder of America's Frontline Doctors. She's also someone who went on January 6th to Washington, peacefully read a speech that she'd been asked to give inside the rotunda and literally for walking in the Capitol as the doors are being held open by Capitol Police, read her little speech in and out within 20 minutes, arrested with the FBI at her front door in the middle of the night, breaking the door down, scaring the daylights out of her 15 officers, you know, AR-15s uh, carrying huge weapons. And she got prosecuted, and she actually got sentenced to 60 days in jail. Uh, she was released after 45. And this is literally because this tyrannical, organ uh, a tyrannical administration in Washington views her as an enemy, and she's very influential. And her world, her organization, uh, America's Frontline Doctors, speaks up regularly about the dangers of the Biden administration and the tyranny of their policy regarding COVID. She's speaking, um, Sidney Powell, world-class lawyer, talking about the rule of law in the country and, and losing the rule of law. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, who was kicked out of the military for writing a book exposing how Marxism has invaded America's military. He was a commander uh, in the the Space Force, great book and great speaker about discerning Marxism in America. Uh, Kevin Freeman, a just brilliant, nationally renowned speaker uh, related to the topic of economics and ESG and Bitcoin and how you can lose your freedom based on the kind of what we allow the government to do, and in, in especially the uh, government, the central bank digital currency. Uh, now impending on America due to a Biden order last year, apparently going to take place in December. Uh, Laura Logan, the uh, amazing film producer who produced the recent film Selection Code, talking about electronic election fraud and what happened in the gray state of Colorado, uh, featured her film prominently with is Tina Peters. She's also speaking. Right now, she can't leave the state of Colorado, so she's probably going to have to appear via video. Brave beyond belief, a just a straight arrow county clerk trying to do her job, discovered the not just vulnerability, but the complete um, the use of the uh, electro electronic voting machines, Dominion voting machines, not just vulnerable to hacking, but actually engaged in participating in and causing election fraud. Uh, her uh, right-hand person and great friend, Sharona Bishop, also had the FBI show up at her door. She's speaking about what happens when you try to speak up about election fraud. Frank Gaffney, enormously consequential uh, figure in national security issues facing the country. Gordon Chang, premier world expert on China um, and, and all things China, including we'll probably overlap with what Christie's talking about, what China is trying to do to America. Reggie Littlejohn, who founded her organization trying to expose and fight forced abortion in China. She's going to be talking about the effort of our government today to use vaccine passports to get us down the road to where we end up with a Chinese credit, credit score system. Excuse me, credit score system. I just saw her a few weekends ago. Uh, she's got so many new initiatives. She's a total fireball. Uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett here in Texas, fabulous doctor, future of healthcare freedom. When the next pandemic comes along and the next uh, virus uh, comes along and the next forced vaccination comes along. Uh, Raymond Ibrahim, unbelievably renowned expert on Islam and Islamic Jihad and how immigration is used to spread Islamic Jihad. Uh, great, great speaker, writer. Uh, he's joining us. Uh, Jason Isaac from the Texas Public Policy Foundation talking about fossil fuels, climate change, the farce of the fear of climate change and the fear of CO2 and the, the great benefits of using and increasing the use of fossil fuels. Uh, Sam Faddis, former CIA operative, 
expert on so many issues it will just uh, he'll astound you. He's so brilliant, insightful on America's foreign policy, national security, and finally Evan Sayet, who is a, a former leftist uh, and is now a writer. He um, and he wrote one of President Trump's one of the three ch speeches Trump points to as he gives that credit for his winning the candidate, winning the presidency in 2016. Evan Sayet has a book out called Defeating the Woke Supremacy. Brilliant book, easy read. So uh, we have some amazing speakers, and I'm taking the time today because it's a time to go get your ticket at americacanwetalk.org. Get your ticket. Come to Dallas that day. It's a full-day summit with a VIP reception on Friday night and another VIP reception on Saturday night and a great chance to meet with some of the truth thought leaders in America right here in Dallas. Again, go to americacanwetalk.org. Get your ticket for the October 15th summit. Yes, I took a bunch of time to say that, but I have a captive audience. So I had to do it, and I really urge you to come. Again, go to our website, americacanwetalk.org. Now I'm going to turn to our audience who's looking at me like, is she ever going to stop? Okay, not really. I think they're, they're kind of happy. But anyway, we have um, a question, for, and I, you have to hold it right up to your face so they can hear us online. Christy and Debbie, thank you so very much for what you do. Can you hear me? I can. A little bit. Yeah. Thank you so very much for what you are doing, both to help um, bring all of these things to light. Um, Christy, can you quantify the expense that this border invasion is costing the U.S. taxpayer? Oh, oh my goodness. For ju just to give you an example, they spent $80 million uh, over a year and a half ago just, just to house for a, a month and a half uh, UACs. We're, we're in the we're in the billions. They're spending billions of dollars uh, to to bring in these illegals from all over the country. You know, it's, it's not just the billions of dollars that this administration is utilizing, but um, we always forget about the NGOs. The NGOs are, are your non-governmental offices or agencies, which are basically typically your Catholic charities, your Bethany Christian services, Lutheran services, Methodist services, um, just to the tune of uh, Catholic charities got over 955 million of your taxpayer funded dollars. They're, they're said that they're grants, but let's be honest, a grant is what? By the taxpayer dollars. So we're in, we're in the billions and billions and billions of dollars that this administration, while we are $2.1 trillion in debt, they're using billions of dollars to bring in illegals into this nation. Uh, I'm glad you asked that question too. The illegals are getting uh, credit cards for food. They get free cell phones, free clothing, free shoes, um, Xboxes, you name it, they're getting it. This administration is buying up hotels all over the United States to house these individuals, all the while our veterans who serve this great nation to protect our country are living on the streets and in filth with nothing. So that should outrage every single American. I don't care what political affiliation you are. How can we get that out? How can we get that out? There's so many people who don't know it. And when you tell them they don't believe it um, and they're doing it under the guise as the churches and um, how can we get that out? You know, you know, we, we try to speak this as much as we can from our platforms. I, I know I do. I, when I get to, the chance to speak all over the country or on shows like this, I sound the alarm about this every single day. But unfortunately, the bigger news organizations, including Fox, uh, should be reporting on this, but they're not. And I think that if this narrative got out there, you know, there's very specific narrative that needs to be pushed by by the conservative movement. And we need to be on the same page 
uh, without us being on the same page, it's never it, we're never going to be able to truly move the needle. The left controls the narrative, and it's about time that the conservatives start controlling the narrative out there and speaking truth. You know, one thing we're going to do at our summit on that point is that there are so many news sources like this show where they actually tell the truth and actually bring truth. And everyone has to stop thinking about, well, first I'll check out, not that you people would, but New York Times and Washington Post and LA Times, and then maybe I'll tune into one podcast. Forget about them. They're not trying to bring truth. There are truly, in the maybe at least hundreds, maybe thousands of podcasters who work really hard bringing absolute fact and truth to America every day. That's where your news should come from. But go ahead, one more question I can see. Coincidentally, Bill Gates was able to predict the COVID pandemic. Um, now he is predicting that something else will happen, and I, I happen to believe it's going to coincide with these November elections. Do you know what he might plan, and is it something around the fentanyl situation? So what I call this is the perfect storm. I've been talking about this for about seven, eight months now that the perfect storm is upon us. And so I, I equate everything to this great spider web. You have a very intricate, uh, uh, you've got like, I, I, okay, let's just say that we have the black widow in the center, right? And she's spun this incredible intricate web. Well, in the, on the, each uh, corner of the web, right? It goes out into different places. You've got the new pandemic that's definitely 100% going to be coming. They're already starting to lock down people over in China and different places um, all over the world. You've got the supply chain issue. You've got the food shortage, by the way, that is 100% coming. So uh, you all need to understand you do need to prepare your families. I do not believe in panicking. But you, I live in Florida. We prepare for hurricanes. We we have generators. We have propane tanks. We make sure we have, you know, my, me and my family, we have 12 months of food supplies, right? You need to make sure that you are well suited for what is getting ready to come. And there is dark days coming ahead. Not to, I'm just sounding the alarm. Um, you know, so you look at all of these different things that they're weaving um, leading up to the election where they know for a fact that they're not going to be able to win. We understand how they're cheating. We understand how they uh, perpetrated a coup on the first coup ever in an election cycle. And so they're waiting and watching and they have a plan in place. I believe that if certain um, uh, markers happen, uh, there's going to be civil unrest in this country. And it's going to be also via the borders with terrorist acts probably fentanyl and some other, maybe even small nuclear devices that are going to go off throughout the United States. Um, that's going to cause a ripple effect to say we cannot hold a free and fair election because in our constitution, if we have civil unrest or we have some kind of uh, event that takes place, they can postpone the elections from a federal level. I believe honestly that that's what we're getting ready to see happen. I hope I'm wrong and I'll be the first one to come on and say I was wrong. Um, so we need to prepare for what's coming ahead, plus the digital currency that's coming in mid-December. Um, so America really does need to engage now more than ever before to push back against what's coming. And Deb, I'd love to be on another show to talk about what we need to do. The governors and the states are going to hold the key, the red states to the postponement of an election. I talked to Mike Lindell about this, gave him a, what my insight was and briefing on this. So uh, there are things we can do that because the states own the elections, uh, that's for another day. But again, to your question, yes, I believe we are gonna see uh, 
between mid-September to mid-October, uh, please pay attention and do prepare. Christy Hutcherson, I saved this line for other people, but you're kind of one of the best scary speakers we have on the show. But on a serious note, I really thank you. I want to mention for our listeners, this is Christy Hutcherson, whose organization is Women Fighting for America, WFFA.win. When you go to that website, you can read more about what she's done, see more of her videos. Uh, you can also donate to support her efforts. She is just a, uh, you know, she's a tornado uh, in terms of, of leading on this issue and organizing people. And of course, you can use your support uh, if you'd like to support her organization there at WFFA.win. Christy Hutchison, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. And for everyone else, thank you so very much for tuning in to America Can We Talk today. Every Thursday at 3, we have a very special show like this. And every day, Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time, I do America Can We Talk. I speak up for America, try to speak the truth about America, because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. Can we talk truth about America? Can you hear